make a radio program. Down south, the Rau River kid wasn't so sure, and still isn't. I'm just a country boy. I ain't even sure I want to stay in this dang old radio business. Ah, but stay, they both did, and met up in the Mid-Valley 20 years ago with a compulsion to tell him about the beavers in Corvallis and beyond. Tell him in Eugene, Albany, Salem, tell him! And in Jervis and Amity and Shedd and Lewisburg. Ah, but not just for today. Why are those radio programs every week? Have you a radio program coming in right now? Yes, but a reminder. Life's Yes, call now, because the Joe Beaver Show is on the air on 1240 Joe Radio. That didn't sound quite right, unless it's... Did it? No, I don't know. It seemed to cut off rather the system, abruptly. system had a, an interesting five minutes there. I don't know if you heard the signal just like completely dropped. Is that the why the open the suddenly went? A little, I mean, everything seemed different. So we play our normal market watch at uh, at right at right at eleven o'clock, and I couldn't hear it, so I'm like wondering what's going on. So I skip it to the commercial, as it's happened sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't record. I go to the commercial, I can't hear it, and I'm like, uh oh. So I'm like cranking it, and then eventually it comes back. So then we just put it back at the bottom, and you know, a wonky five minutes, Mike. Is yeah, your, I got you. Uh, Good as morning here. Good, Good morning, morning Mike. Well, a couple of things. Ryan Gibson, first of all, will join us. Oregon State assistant baseball coach on this, the final show for the Joe Beaver show in the run of 21-22. Ryan's up in a few minutes. A scouting report, as it were, on Auburn. And just a little bit of his thoughts about his own club and where the Beavers are heading into the Super Regional. That's coming up in a few minutes with Ryan Gibson. We hope to get some text, maybe even a call or two, in our final hour together for the Joe Beaver show for this year. It has come down to yours truly and TJ again, the last couple of weeks, essentially with John almost fully back. And he will be back in the seat in the clue morning update Monday morning. So TJ, it's been a pleasure to work with you throughout the year to work with you down the stretch of the Joe Beaver show. I was looking forward to listening to you tonight. I know it's still possible, but I would say unlikely based on what you've been seeing I spoke with Brooke Knight, the skipper for the Corvallis Knights, a little bit earlier. And he used a term casually, nonchalantly, that just brings me to again, listening. You know, we end up, I end up getting preoccupied and fixated on terms and words. Like the word super, everybody, super this, super that. You hear things that I try to think back. When have I heard this before? Did I grow up hearing this way to describe something of this phraseology and those things always interest me for some reason they may be utterly innocuous and of no consequence and they're not in the overall scheme of things but he dropped a term in in the conversation that i don't remember hearing growing up or even until the last few years Hmm. and so picard anybody else who dabbles in meteorology i maybe oh yeah, again, just, oh, you know, the thing that John and I have laughed about, oh, yeah, everybody knows. All I'm saying is this, growing up watching George Putnam on the news in Los Angeles or KCOP, kind of a weaker approach, or uh, the uh, 
will success spoil so and so and so? And then you had uh, the police chief, I think Tom Redden, become an anchor. I watched news growing up. Weather didn't seem to be that big of a deal like the personality and style. I laughed the other day. I don't even know what the film is. Maybe The Lost City. I saw a promo with Sandra Bullock and maybe Shannon Tatum's in it or something. And she sees Brad Pitt and part of the quick trailer. She says, why are you so handsome to Brad Pitt? And he smiles and says, my father was a weatherman. <laughs> so that's, to me, that made me laugh. Again, that amused me. I think the film may be The Lost City. But somehow the weather person became, as television evolved, somebody that was telegenic, beautiful, beautiful people doing weather. I don't remember that growing up, nor do I remember when I asked Brooke about the prospects for tonight's game that you were going to call and may still, who knows, with an umbrella, <laughs> the Portland Pickles and the Corvallis Knights tonight in theory on Joe radio right here at seven o'clock. But I called to ask him just about the early returns on the club, a couple of other things and about the possibility of a ball game tonight, because I'd heard that the Jim Wilson and I have been texting back and forth where he can't do Saturday's game because of a family commitment, but Sunday, yes, and if Monday, if necessary, I'll have the pleasure of working with Big Jim again. But he said it looks like a, and he used a colorful description about our weather coming this weekend. So that was Jimmy. But Brooks is just very casually like it's just, just all part of the working vocabulary. Brooke, what about tonight's game? He goes, well, there's an atmospheric river. And, and <laughs> there, then I just, I'm listening on atmospheric river. There it is, Picard. Is that a term you grew up with no. hearing as a kid? No. Why, why is it so commonly used now? And I do, I that mean, sounds commonly. Like a, that sounds like a meteorology term. I know, and but I how does it hit? I mean, is it a new coinage? Is it something new, Picard, in the meteorological world? Or again, do what you just said? Oh, atmospheric river. I've known about those since 1973. (laughs) Well, okay. All I'm saying is Brooke just rolled off his tongue, the atmospheric river. Okay. But all I'm saying, I hear that and think, I haven't heard. I've heard that more times in the last year and a half or two Uh than ever in my life combined because I don't think I ever heard it before. Am I right or wrong? You're right. I mean... Don't don't we like learning new things though as we <laughs> exactly. go along? And I'm happy life to. Get, life gets too stale if yeah. we know everything. So it, I I just it's it's apropos of nothing. So now you have but, a new word to throw into the broadcast. Yeah, I mean Saturday. you know I'll say to Jim, well Jim, there were concerns, you know, atmospheric river. Uh, I'm just saying I I hear things and go, where did that come from? I'm certain that atmospheric rivers are not new. Like, well, you know, then a new meteorological phenomenon came into existence in 2020. We'd never had them in the history of the universe, but atmospheric rivers began to be. I guess that's just a a way to describe a a A heavy rain. (laughs) A rainstorm? Theoretically, it's just a mass of water sitting up in the atmosphere (laughs) waiting to come down. So you you could make the case it is indeed an atmospheric (laughs) river so that's all i'm just picard or anybody else now that's sort of the indirect way to ask the question picard who gave us kind of a dire forecast for the regional last week and we got through it i'm just wondering how bad it might look for this weekend if it's richard we're going to go right to him then take a break and come back with ryan gibson but jimmy doesn't like the look of the forecast and that atmospheric river that we all know and love and know about 
is apparently hovering over and may bang the Knights Pickles game. Yeah, today. remember when we joked last week? It's well, I mean, the weather this week for the 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 Corvallis mm-hmm. Regional doesn't look great. Next weekend, though. Oh. It was going to be, be really nice. It's going to be summer. It's June, second week of June. Yes. We won't have to worry so about it. So let's get P-Card in before we break, and then we'll talk some real baseball with Ryan Gibson. But, uh, Richard, as always, we appreciate your perspective. So, first of all, the term itself, atmospheric river, how long has it been in vogue, and are we looking at one tonight? It's been in vogue for a long time within the National Weather Service. It just got picked up recently by the media because it sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thank you for that. Basically, yes. basically, what it is is a narrow stream of heavy moisture that gets kind of funneled in, uh, just like a river between two banks. Okay. Uh, only this time, it's a it's a river between uh, two uh, air masses. Uh, so the narrow focus makes it. Uh, you know, you get a lot of moisture all in one stream and a narrow focus, so you get tend to get heavier rainfall. But you can be 10 miles away from the edge of an atmospheric river and not get anything, uh, okay. and 10 miles the other way and get an inch or two of rain. This is a unusual formation for this time of the year, uh, which will make it less likely to be really heavy rain, but if you're going to be playing on a field that isn't Oregon State's type of field, you're probably not going to be playing because it'll be a mess. How does it look for the Beavers tomorrow night around 7 and then Sunday night and whenever if if Monday's necessary? It's going to look a lot like last weekend. We're kind of on the southern edge of the atmospheric river. Um... If Auburn doesn't seem to mind playing in the rain, uh, then we'll probably get the games in. Like we did last weekend, pretty I think pretty impressively, don't you, Richard? Given the conditions, it was impressive that there weren't a whole lot of delays to deal with. Yeah, it really worked out nicely. And then that last game where there wasn't any rain for the first time in I don't know how long, and turned out to be a wonderful game for the Beavers. Yep. Richard, thank you for the update on terminology as well as uh, what we're looking at. We'll make it through somehow. Thanks for the call, buddy, and good talking to you. Have a great off season. We'll talk again in the fall, I hope, on the Joe Beaver Show. Thanks, Richard. You as well. Thank you. P-Card, Ryan Gibson up next on the Joe Beaver Show. Scouting report and uh, his thoughts and pride about where the Beavers sit, hosting a Super Regional beginning Tomorrow night, Coach Gibson next, 1240 Joe Radio. Hey, this is Randy Holmes. We're still getting fired up down here at the Anchor Beaver Grill. Introducing Throwdown Thursday with country line dancing beginning at 8 p.m. Can't dance but want to learn? They'll teach you a new dance every week. Don't forget our Tuesday night trivia beginning at 7 o'clock. Wednesday nights featuring all-you-can-eat spaghetti dinner for 7 bucks, And get the best prime rib dinner in town every Friday night. So let's get fired up and have some fun down here at the Anchor Beaver on 4th Street in downtown Corvallis. 
Now's the time to get a great deal on proven Kubota farming equipment, tractors that are adaptable and versatile, hay tools that are backed by a two-year warranty, and durable sidekick utility vehicles and SSV skid steers. The Kubota agriculture lineup is built right, built ready. Right now, bring home select Kubota equipment for zero down, 0% APR for up to 60 months. Now through June 30th, visit KubotaUSA.com for full details. Your local Kubota dealer is Lynn Benton Tractor on Highway 99E in Tangent. If you've been putting off that home remodeling project but have finally decided to take a leap and get it done, Corvallis Floor Covering can help. Stop by and browse through their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, laminate, tile, wood, and vinyl flooring and window coverings from all the popular brands. Corvallis Floor Covering is at the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown or log on to CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local. Shop Corvallis Floor Covering. And go Beavs! The big summer sale is going on now at Hummer Motorsports. You'll find low prices and a huge selection of on-road, off-road, and on-water Kawasaki vehicles in stock. Water Warriors looking for luxury and convenience. The 2022 Jet Ski Ultra LX Personal Watercraft is a great choice. If you prefer off-road, the 2021 Kawasaki KLX 110 RL is versatile and fun to ride. Check out these and other Kawasaki models during the big summer sale. Power Motorsports in Sublimity. Visit PowerMotorsports.com. For auto glass solutions, better call the glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. Need your auto glass repaired or replaced? Need to recalibrate your advanced car safety system? Don't call that 800 number. Call the glass man. For auto glass solutions, better call the glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation change? Hi, I'm former Oregon State athlete Tim Ewis, your Corvallis Edward Jones financial advisor. When we work together, we'll focus on what's important to you. We'll use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And we'll partner to help your strategy stay on track. Contact me today, 541 8245 Edward Jones, member SIPC. He did. The no, fifth, I'm glad to hear that. Larnick hit, hit, hit a, he hit hit a monster. He hit the fifth home run of the game off of Garrett Cole. They hit five off him? Yeah. And, and the still Yankees lost. still won, yeah. which is unbelievable. <laughs> the well, Twins were up, I think, 7 nothing, And, and the Yankees, I think, are 6 or 7 nothing, and the Yankees scored the next 10 runs and won the game. Well, good for Trevor, having a good year. And we're, we're so proud of our former players and certainly proud of the current group. What a year it's been. And joining us to talk about that as well as give us a sense of what Auburn's bringing into the Super Regional at Goss Stadium at Coleman Field this weekend, a former national champion in his own right as a player, assistant coach Ryan Gibson joining us. Coach, good morning. Thanks for the time. First, I, we do, we're just talking about Larnick and the, the massive home run he hit yesterday. You, you're locked in to your own world and scouting reports and preparing. But I sense you, Mitch, Darwin, everybody, you follow the guys. And when you see something like that, it brings pride to you, I'm sure. No doubt. Always get fired up when, when somebody jumps on uh, either a sports center highlight or on Twitter, you see something flash through. And that's, that's kind of where I, I saw Trevor's, Trevor's big homer. Hey, Ryan, you know, with respect to that, we've talked a little bit, not wanting necessarily because it doesn't really serve any purposes 
but it's almost impossible when you have a backlog of history and players like Larnick or Nick or Adley and so many others that, that we've been around and blessed to see that you end up starting saying, well, how does this 2022 team compare to others? And I think about that 18 club, there were four, four first round draft picks on it. And, you know, and, and then a couple of others in Drew, who was drafted in the first round the year before, and, and probably, you know, another guy that should have been. And so, you know, you, you, you take a look at all of that, and I look at the 2022 club and think, well, maybe not quite that kind of, that same kind of potency per se, first round draft picks, et cetera. But what I see with this group, and I'm just wondering how you might kind of size all of this up. An unbelievable toughness, scrapness, resiliency, get hit in the mouth, get back up and hit somebody else back and keep fighting. I mean, what are your thoughts about the makeup of your club overall and, and how it might even compare to some of the other great teams that have come through here through the years? Yeah, in terms of, um, just because we're, we're kind of going off of the, the 18 team, yeah. um, when you kind of... You, you mix it together the way you did there. You know, you add kind of 17 in and potentially 19 mm-hmm. in. Like, you're looking at potentially, you know, a combo of like seven first-rounders. Right. Um, that, that, isn't, that isn't this club by any means, but there's definitely a group of potentially, you know, seven to eight, nine guys, depending on how things kind of go in the next couple of years, ten guys they could definitely play in the big leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, there's most definitely a couple couple big-time first-round talents right now this year that we have that are in this year's draft. Um, but it's, it's, it's been fun to watch the progression of this team and how, and how they're motivated and how they motivate each other and then how really kind of what, what it takes kind of for them to, to really get going at times. Um, they, they, they feed off of, off of getting fired up, maybe finding a reason, finding a, you know, a motivating factor, something that, that, you know, can, can get them to that next level or that next gear. Um, and so majority of the time, that's going to come from them, from within. They're gonna, they're gonna find that themselves, and they're gonna, they're gonna grab that, that, that next gear. Um, and then other times, it's if we're like just talking about the hitters, maybe it's a message that that Dar has for him. Maybe it's a message that that I have for him. A message that Mitch has for him. Whatever it is, but sometimes they kind of they need that that extra spark at times. And, you know, they just, they, they find ways to win. They find ways to win in a multitude of ways. They, you know, they, they stay in games, they come back, they will jump ahead as, as, as well as any other team, you know, that, that we've had. And so, um, it's just, it's, it's been fun to see, see it all come together for them. In the regional championship team, I thought that was a picture coach of, of a team, of a team with, with, with resources, with grit and toughness and talent. Clearly, but you know the, the way you won that game, you know, with your midweek pitching starter and Jaron, and he gave you a tremendous outing. I thought a great start to strike out five of their first six guys. It almost didn't seem to matter after that how much longer he went. He gave you what you needed. Let's start with him. Did you feel that was how big was the way he started that game for you? It was gigantic. It was big time shot in the arm because going into it. 
the night before when it seemed like any button that that Tim pushed or their their coaching staff staff pushed, it was the right it was the right button. Mm-hmm. And so to have Jaron come in there and throw absolute we were joking around earlier that there's this this blitz ball. It's this green ball and a wiffle ball bat deal. He was making his fastball move like, you know, a a plate's width and a half. He was throwing the changeup that was moving, you know, I don't even know how much and the slider. And so for him to come in and just work down on the zone the way he did and get that much swing and miss, it was an absolute shot in the arm. And you can almost feel, you can almost feel in the bottom half of the first that I, I, I told, I told Dar when I came to the dugout, I'm like, I, I knew, I knew Justin Boyd was going to hit a home run right there. <laughs> I knew like something, if, and if it wasn't a homer, it was sure as hell maybe get a knock down the left <laughs> left center field fence. And um, that night before, too, when I came to the yard, I felt like I saw, I already saw the game play out. I saw Jerk closing it out <laughs> and just so happened that that's the way everything kind of fell into place. And it was just it's a great game on, on Monday. Oh, it sure was. And I just thought, you know, Coach Dorman, yourself, all of you working together to put a lineup together, to line up pitching and so on. But Coach Dorr, to have the pitching lined up and the arms and the availability. I mean, he's done a great job this year. He's, you know, we've had him on quite a few times. But, Coach, just from your standpoint about that, and coming back from a year, a year ago, where you had plenty of big-time arm talent, and but you know, free passes were, were an issue. And to see the turnaround and to see the way he's marshaled that staff this year, I mean, what an amazing job, huh? No doubt. To... To completely not, I mean, his, his philosophies and the way he coaches, with the way he coaches his guys, which is second to none with the passion that he has and how he goes about it. But they're, 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 they're similar in, in just how, you know, he, he, he coaches his staff. But to put the major emphasis on, on strike one, on strike two, on starting bats, just by getting ahead and forcing the issue, so we do limit those those free bases. It it's what you know, definitely what kind of really turned this year around. I know we started off hot, sure, winning whatever nine ten in a row, but um, it, it it just it, it set us up. It set us up for, up for success throughout that that long kind of middle stretch of the season where we had it was unreal. Like there was a couple games stretch, no walks mm-hmm. and the amount of free passes in like a, a 20 game stretch was, you know, almost record setting. And it just allows, allows us to get off of our feet on defense, get back in the dugout, get ready to hit, give ourselves a chance to score runs. And that's that kind of that time of possession game. It, it helps tremendously for the whole team. Ryan Gibson joining us ahead of the Super Regional starting tomorrow night. I want to get to Auburn. You're, you're all, all of you all in looking at everything about them. They're a great club. Anybody playing right now is a great club. So we'll get to them in a second. But a couple of other thoughts about the makeup of your club and being in this position, Ryan, if you would. And that when Cooper Jerpy, in terms of the energy at Goss and the experience of Goss, and, you know, Jacob had Jacob by the way, before we get to Cooper, how about him hitting that home run in the moment that he did? When you got a superstar kind of guy and you talk about first-round potential, that's him all over. 
Just what a great moment that was for him to get on a pitch and hit it out. Did you think it was going when it left his bat? I got to ask you that. And just what about that moment for Jacob? <clears throat> the the moment couldn't have came at a better time for for the club, for himself, for for Goss, for all the fans, for you name it. Everybody starts to starts to panic a little bit when the when the kid doesn't hit a homer in, in a couple games in a row. And it's it's kind of it's it's funny that that it's that it's to that point. But um, I I wasn't I wasn't one hundred percent sure. But then because I've just seen it, I've seen it over and over again. When he when he just touches balls, when he just touches balls with backspin, it's it's different. They go they go further than just about any other player I've ever seen. Especially if it whether it be to to right field, center field, left field. And that was one of those, one of those ones where he, he just touched it enough and it had backspin and it, you know, carried by plenty. Um, yeah. And so I wasn't sure, but then at the same time, it's like, well, <laughs> here, here we go. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of watching the lead base runner thinking, all right, go ahead. We got to get off. We got to get off. We got to get up. And you know, before you know it, it's a homer. So, um, came at a huge time. And then later, though, he's up there with the bases loaded. They bring in a good lefty who gets him. Bases loaded. They strike him out. I saw Vandy's dugout erupt in joy, like, okay, we got this now. But then <laughs> just the, the mood shift from that moment to seeing number 26, the lefty, Cooper Jerpy, coming out of the pen. I said on the broadcast, so Melton strikes out. The Beavers leave the bases loaded. We go to the – and here he comes – Cooper Chirpy, and it just felt like everything shifted again. That was an amazing game of ebbs and flows and momentum shifts, but it looked like you kind of held the last card, Ryan. When so at 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 that moment, you could hear you could hear when all the fans realized who it was that was coming out to to pitch the eighth, and then all typically from the third base box as I'm collecting, if somebody's on base, I'm collecting their stuff and I'll come in and kind of, you know, rally, not necessarily rally the guys up, but as they kind of start to head out of the dugout to go take their position, typically, you know, a couple encouraging words, whatever, slap them on the butt and just kind of let's go. And at that time I could see Travis, Kyle Dernetti, um, I think Gret. I'm seeing all their all their faces or their eyes is that they see that it's Jerpy coming out the pitch, and then that's what that's what got me. That's what got me the goosebumps going because how how fired up, how genuinely just excited that they were that he was coming out the pitch at that time. It was it was really special because they just they knew they knew the momentum now was yeah. it was our game. It was our game to win, and here we go. And so that, that was that was really cool to see. It was one of the best moments I've seen in the ballpark, and I've been blessed to see a lot of him through the years, and he did his thing so well. And we'll talk to you about what he's up against uh, in this Auburn lineup. But last two guys to talk about just from the Monday game about the depth of the club and the, all the things you've you've accomplished to get in this position. The guy that ends up hitting the home run that makes the difference seven to six is Matthew Gretler, playing in pain all year long, essentially, and yet has shown some pop in that bat and hit some big homers for you, none bigger than that. Tell us from your perspective a little bit about Matt, that moment for him. Yeah, um, 
our most consistent and sure-handed defender, hands down in the infield, catches everything, throws with accuracy, and just just a rock for us defensively. And obviously, he's had some some pain in what he's been doing offensively, but seeing seeing the the, the maturity or just the the overall maturation process of him and this season and what. He knows he needed to do to be able to also be as productive as he possibly could be for us in the lineup. Is it's just it's awesome because he knows he's not you know necessarily a hundred percent, but he's changed some stuff up in his grip and he's he's buying into doing whatever it takes to make sure. He's staying on baseballs and putting himself in a good spot, drawing more walks, not punching out as much. Um, when it comes time to to move a guy, he's going to sack. He's going to do anything and everything that we ask of him. And then to provide to provide a little bit of thunder at times has been, you know, I mean, for him to hit that two-strike slider yeah. out and it was a go-ahead, really game-winning homer, um, you know, there's just, Sometimes the way seasons work out and the way guys kind of wrap up, you know, their their college career, like there's a little bit of a story being written right now. Mm-hmm. I see him being a being a huge part of it down the stretch here as we make this this push and this, you know, run through Auburn to, to yeah. get through to get uh, get to Omaha. In that sense, it almost it, it has some some similarities to his elder brother and the way things finished for Michael too down the stretch in eighteen. So that's a beautiful thing to see in its own right. We we could spend a lot of time about Garrett Forrester and Travis Pizana and Wade Meckler. We don't we're running out of time, Coach. You have a practice to get to, and we have a show to bring to an end. But I want to ask you about Kyle Dernetti, two years in a row in regionals, Ryan. Last year he had seven RBIs for you in Fort Worth. And in a game you had to win, he gets three. And I know he's probably still, you know, I, I hope he's over, uh, you know, an era where he started to transfer the ball perhaps to Travis before he looked it in. But he's been a rock for you defensively, that play notwithstanding. And in the biggest game of the year, he drives in three. What about Kyle? He just continues, continues to work, continues to um you know, but like like you said, the way he jumped into it last year, starting in Stanford and then into the into the the regional down in Fort Worth, there at that time there wasn't a lot of time to think. It was go do, go be an athlete, and just go have fun and play and and do what you've done. This year, he's been our guy all year long, playing short. And so there's been some moments where it's given him time to reflect a little bit more, and so. Um, when, when Kyle's present and doing what, like what he did on Monday for us to, to drive a few in and have the day that he did that way, um, it's, it's when this team's really completely going one through nine, you name it, where I'll, I'll take us against anybody. Um, and he continues to, he continues to find ways to, to do that, to put himself in those in those positions and be a hundred percent present, just um, good AB making great plays, making the routine plays, you name it. Um, it's just keeping him, keeping him in that, in that frame of mind. Last thing. And that is the team coming in, as I said, and I'm sure it all 
16 teams still alive, you're not alive unless you're very good at the game and what you do. Auburn is very good. They're 40 and 19, just swept through the regional, eliminated UCLA in an impressive game, and they're hot. They've got a great lineup and obviously enough good arms. They're fielding. Their defense looks good. So in a couple of, I guess, broad strokes, Coach, what do you see in Auburn? There, maybe the matchup Saturday, the guy you'll see, their offense. Deshera's clearly uh, a big-time power hitter. Sonny Deshera, co-SEC uh, player of the year. That's a big league with a lot of talent, so that speaks for itself. What are you up against this weekend? Um, they got some power arms. They have, they have a couple really nice pieces that come out of the pen. They have, you know, Sonny D, player of the year, 20, whatever he's getting, 400 with like 20 homers. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a guy that we just, you know, you don't let beat. So you don't let beat us, and he's not going to go and burn on the base path. So if there's a time to walk somebody, that would mm-hmm. be the, you know, the guy that you walk in those situations. Um, and as far as big time, big time deaths out of their pitching staff, I think they have they have, they have their few starters, and they got a couple of couple decent arms out of the pen but other than that i feel like i feel good about after looking looking at all their pitchers and then i do i do feel good now that we've started to shuffle through their lineup um they're a team that tends to um score more and win more and play quite a bit better um at home and so we feel the goss faithful come out in full force and do and help us like they did last weekend, we're going to be playing in Omaha um, a week from now. And so let's have Goss bring it. The mm-hmm. boys are going to bring it. Um, it's, it's a matchup that I feel like um, plays, play, plays well for us at this okay. point. Gotcha. The kid that we're going to, yeah. Go the ahead. Starter we'll get on Saturday. He's a, he's a big fastball guy that I know our guys will step their game up for. Okay. And, and we'll close on that thought you just uttered. Goss, over the weekend, I thought, in that regional, Ryan, showed itself in its best possible light in a lot of different ways. One of the ways in the grind out over New Mexico State, to give Ian Mejia a moment he'll never forget and even said it was the best moment of his career afterwards, the standing ovation from Beaver Nation. Then in the loss to Vanderbilt, I thought the crowd kept trying. You know, they, they could see things weren't going well, but as you came off the field, or as came to the plate, I thought they were doing what they could. Come on, guy, you know, believing in you, throwing the love and affection your way. And then Monday's game, one of the best games I've ever been around, but the energy, the excitement level in there, Coach, it was off the charts. So what about Goss itself during the regional? And you've already said you're hoping they bring that same kind of energy, if not more, this weekend. Again, I can't even put into words what it does. Um, I can I can flat out say when opposing coaches are having to call mound visits or offensive timeouts at certain times, and it's because of a of an opposing crowd. That that says that says a lot, um, and there's no doubt about it that this you know the faithful in our in our God Stadium they they bring it, and when they bring it to that effect. It's, it's a competitive advantage. And so, again, I know they're going to bring it this weekend. And it's a, you know, it's a, it's, it's big for us. It's what gets, 
not that it gets our guys going. Our guys, they 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 motivate each other and they motiv- they motivate themselves. But what it does to opposing teams is that's the that's the kind of key piece in it all. Mm-hmm. And Cooper is good. I mean, I'm I'm kind of glad the super regional schedule rolled out the way it did, and that you're playing Saturday after what he did on Monday. At this stage of the year, Gippy, do you feel pretty good about a guy? Maybe not on the usual amount of rest, but where he is, the type of condition he's in, you feel good about him Saturday night, just in terms of being a little bit off the usual schedule. Yeah, I mean that's that's his bullpen day as it is, and so he's he's throwing a twenty pitch bullpen on that day already, mm-hmm. and he went thirty five and sure thirty five in game against hitters is going to be a you know a ramp up as far as the intensity level, but. You know, he's bolting it on Mondays to have a start on a Friday, mm-hmm. and then this is a this is a Saturday evening start, and so he's getting that extra day with uh, you know, it. I, I think he's going to be him to his typical self, you know, yeah. being fueled fueled from that the 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 fans and how he competes for his guys. He's he's going to be ready for the moment. Ryan, thank you for your time. As always, congratulations on the great run to this point. But I know you guys feel like there's there's still more to run. There's more to do, and we look forward to seeing how it plays out this weekend. Thanks, as always, Ryan, for your time. Thank you, Mike. Talk to you soon. Coach Gibson joining us. We'll take a break. We'll kind of wrap up. Haley Mitchell and Grace Featherstone, congratulations to both. I talked to Grace this morning, invited her on. She has a graduation event, so I was hoping to get both of the NCAA championship final qualifiers. We got Kaylee before, and Grace also qualified. They're both competing tomorrow night at Hayward. Any thoughts on them? Any thoughts on this regional concerns, excitement level? Thoughts about Goss and what Coach Gibson just said and about the quality of this team in 2022? It's its own team and its own year and time. And, you know, shame on me, perhaps, for even bringing up, you know, well, 18. But it's impossible for me not to kind of think about all the things we've experienced together in the years. I like this team. I like, in fact, I love this team. And the way they go about their business. And as Gippy said, how they find fuel and motivation and love one another and keep finding ways to help each other back up if they do get knocked down. It's impressive. Any thoughts on any of this, feel free to jump in in our final minutes. And I'll tell you what uh, Brooke Knight, what he had to say about one of the Knights, who's already off to a good start, is going to be a beaver. I'll tell you about that next. 497-5356-1240 Joe Radio. We set them up. You knock them down. Tired of staying home? Are you ready to get out and enjoy an activity that is safe and fun? Join a summer league at Highland Bowl. Check out their league schedule at highlandbowl.com and find a day and time that's just right for you and your friends. Don't be left in the gutter. Join a summer league at Highland Bowl today. Highland Bowl, North 9th Street in Corvallis. We set them up. You knock them down. Highland Bowl. Are you a veteran living in Lynn County? You qualify for benefits that you earned, home loans, disability compensation, health care, transportation, and more. You've earned them. Use them. Call 541-967-3882 and let Lynn County's Veterans Services help you. 
Do you know a veteran living in Lynn County? Help them call 541-967-3882. Lynn County Veterans Services can help them take advantage of benefits they earned. Lynn County Veterans Services, serving our local veterans. For auto glass solutions, better call the glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. Need your auto glass repaired or replaced? Need to recalibrate your advanced car safety system? Don't call that 800 number. Call the glass man. For auto glass solutions, better call the glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation change? Hi, I'm former Oregon State athlete Tim Ewis, your Corvallis Edward Jones financial advisor. When we work together, we'll focus on what's important to you. We'll use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And we'll partner to help your strategy stay on track. Contact me today, 541-758-8255. Edward Jones, member SIPC. If you've been putting off that home remodeling project but have finally decided to take a leap and get it done, Corvallis Floor Covering can help. Stop by and browse through their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, laminate, tile, wood, and vinyl flooring and window coverings from all the popular brands. Corvallis Floor Covering is at the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown or log on to CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local, shop Corvallis floor covering, and go Beeves. Get a great deal on versatile Kubota equipment today, like Kubota BX and L Series compact tractors, part of our under 100 horsepower tractor lineup, rated number one for reliability. Z Series mowers and Sidekick utility vehicles. Stop by your local Kubota dealer today. Bring home the Kubota L2501 tractor for zero down, zero percent APR for up to 60 months. Now through June 30th. See us or go to kubotausa.com for more details. Your local Kubota dealer is Lynn Benton Tractor on Highway 99E in Tangent. VFW Post 584 in Albany is having a chili cook-off benefiting Scott Schuler this Saturday from noon till 9 at 1469 Timber Street in Albany. There will be tactical vehicles, cornhole, a dunk tank, raffle and prizes and live music from 3.30 until 9. Chili will be served from noon until 3.30. Admission just 10 bucks. The chili cook-off is sponsored by Linked Up Vets, the Oregon Jamboree, Hammerquist Plumbing and Mechanical, the Army National Guard, the Lynn County Sheriff's Department, American Legion Post 51, Hendricks Heating, Game Time Sports Bar and Grill, VFW Post 584 and KRKT. We'll see you there. Heading down the stretch, and again, thanks to Angie for that message. We underscored again with the chili cook-off that benefits Scott Schuler and family tomorrow noon until 9, 1469 Timber Street in Albany at uh, the Veterans of Foreign Wars uh, post uh, 584. Again, 1469 Timber Street, and it will be a, a great time with uh, a dunk tank, cornhole, tactical vehicles, raffles and prizes, live music from 3.30 until 9, chili serve from noon until 9. Admission is just 10 bucks, and um, so many of uh, the proceeds will go to help cover the medical bills recently incurred by Scott and Angie, not covered by uh, the insurance plan. So this will help them tremendously. So our thanks to all of the people involved in putting this event together. The Chili Cook-Off, sponsored by Linked Up Vets, the Oregon Jamboree, Hammerquist Plumbing and Mechanical, the Army National Guard, the Lynn County Sheriff's Department, American Legion Post 51, Hendricks Heating, Game Time Sports Bar and Grill, 
VFW Post 584, and, of course, Cricket Country, uh, KRKT, and the big man himself, Scott, to hear all of this. <laughs> I know this was, you didn't say, hey, let's have a benefit for no. our family. It's been, it's all kind of come together on your and uh, Angie and your family's behalf. What, when yeah. you hear all of this, what, what do you have to say about it? Well, it's really, it's overwhelming. I mean, that, that part of the, the support and stuff has been, is, it's always overwhelming. And, and I still, I'm still seeing people, like, I, I haven't seen everybody yet. You know, I'm still seeing people and they're like, how are you? How are you doing? I'm like, I feel great. You look good. I feel good. I'm losing, you know, I'm, I'm losing a few pounds. I'm working out. I'm walking every day. I'm like, I feel good. So I think, um, aside from the stroke that I had while I was in the hospital, I think I would have skated through it. No, no problem. Uh, except for that, that was really the holdup. So, um, and, but I was in the hospital, I was treated well, treated immediately for it. And, you know, for the most part, got through all that really good. So I feel good. I feel I feel really good. I feel good about tomorrow. I have a remote tomorrow in the middle of this thing, so I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna <laughs> go early. Thanks for coming. Thanks yeah. for coming. I gotta go. I gotta I'll be I'll be yeah. back. I'll Enjoy be back after the remote. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna miss a little bit, but not much. Just a couple hours, and then uh, I'll be back. And uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be a good time. So uh, there's some great performers. Kurt Van Meter's playing. Adam Larson's playing. Oh, Adam. Yeah, good. Adam's playing. Good. He's coming out of semi-retirement to play. Yeah, he he's hasn't kind of on much. hiatus for the summer. But he said, oh, "I'll play this." So that's uh, great, Kurt. And that'll be a good combo, right? Yeah, those two. they're both really good yeah. high energy shows, so it should be fun. But yeah, thanks for talking. So to glad to see you, Scott. You know, looking great. Keep keep it up, man. Thanks, we're man. Just, we were all scared for a while, as you well know, and yeah, I know I know. your fans and listeners were, and a lot of texts and calls and inquiries. But they all, I know, are loving you and Angie for so many years in this community. Now I have a chance, really, to kind of tomorrow to show up, have a great time, and give back a little bit too. So thank you, Scott, for everything. Thanks, man. Have a good one tomorrow. I will. Scott Schuler, the man himself and uh, uh, his family, has been a big part of this community and given so much to it for so many years. So we hope you can get out there tomorrow again uh, between uh, noon and 9 o'clock, depending on the atmospheric river and other things (laughs) that may be going on. But it'll be a good time tomorrow at uh, 1469 Timber Street, in Albany, VFW Post 584. Our remaining minutes, I was, uh, we were hoping, and we're still hoping, although I think it's doubtful, just be honest with you, it's doubtful based on visiting with Brooke Knight, that there will be a Knights baseball game tonight. We had all the equipment issues resolved. We've been testing the last couple of days, mm-hmm. different systems, and we think we had you ready to go, TJ. Oh, uh, yeah, we would be ready to go. Um, for tonight. <laughs> all that seems like for not now. Uh, before, So we don't lose this, though. Yeah. Oregon State steeplechasers Kaylee Mitchell and Grace Featherstone, as Ken Wright knocked on the door of history yesterday in the NCAA Outdoor Track and Field Championships at Hayward Field. The OSU steeplers advanced out of the prelims, Mitchell winning the second semifinal heat in a school record time, 9-41-51. Uh, and if at least one of the two finishes at least eighth in Saturday's final, the Beavers will score in an NCAA meet for the first time since 1986. So congratulations to both. That's uh, the Steeplechase ch- Championship finals tomorrow night at Hayward. Now, in your preparation for mm-hmm. the broadcast, you were you know, making your notes on the night, studying their numbers, looking things up about them. And I was, I still, you know, you may have a chance to do some of those games if the Beavers do indeed, as Ryan Gibson and I think a lot of people have expectations for 
The Beavers move on to the heartland in Omaha and play in the College World Series again. There will be some games I'm hoping that you can do while I'm gone and, and maybe even a little decompression time for me, whatever happens back there if we go to do some, get some games in in mm-hmm. the early part of the night, schedule at home and so on. But a name that popped out to you while preparing is a local kid who's Oregon State bound. And when I asked Brooke, hey, tell me a little bit about your club early, he mentioned a you know, couple of guys here and there, but he stopped and said, Eli Kennel can hit. Yeah. Now, Eli went to Sandy M and he's on his uh, Sandy M Christian and he's on his way to Oregon State. I've never seen the kid play. If anybody wants to jump in quickly, well, I've seen him. I've coached him. I've been around him. I know him. I know his family. Feel free to jump in now in our remaining minutes because like Travis Bazana last summer was so fun to watch as a hitter throughout his development, a left-handed hitter, second baseman. I have a feeling, I mean, I, I think Eli may may project out as a second baseman, left-handed yeah. hitter too. But he's hitting a little bit, TJ. Yeah, he is. He hit, he really hit um, <clears throat> this past spring at uh, Santa M Christian. I mean, we mentioned Santa M Christian's three A, so the level of competition's not quite there. But I mean, he hit five forty and got on base sixty seven percent of the time. What did Hendricks hit by comparison? Can anybody tell me that <laughs> when Jeff was such a great player there too? Did he hit in the five forty range? I don't uh, know. I don't know. But okay. he's all, all, all from everything. I haven't gotten to actually watch any like video or anything of him. But like, so Prospects Live is a, is a website I like looking at. Um, they they do really good coverage. It's you know Pacific Northwest based a lot there's there is a guy who lives up in seattle who does a lot of the work here and he had a, a write-up on kennel he says he's a, a a very good athlete a, a very good like a 98th percentile mm-hmm. athlete at his mm-hmm. age uh compared to everyone else that they've measured um and he you know he's also a top 500 guy in the draft this year ranked so that's pretty good he's a good athlete he hits uh and he he jumped out he was the first guy i did notes on mm-hmm. uh you know when you're crunching, you go, okay, uh, who has played so far? Uh, right. Click to the top. All right, I'm going to go here down until I feel like these guys don't play enough where I'm not going to do anything. He was the first one, and I'm looking. I'm like, whoa, okay, this kid looks yeah, he looks good. Yeah. A left, and a left-hand hitter, too, which right. always says value. Absolutely. But a middle infielder, and, yeah. you know, he, again, I, I look forward to seeing him throughout the summer. Uh, with the Corvallis Knights, and I hope you'll be able. I know Paul, who will join us and maybe be our last call of the Joe Beaver Show for 21-22. Unless, Dave, you can jump in in the final minute and and take your proper place. Uh, we'll we'll uh, close. Uh, we have time, though, to get a couple of in, but I know Paul will be at a lot of Knights games this summer. Ryan Brown and Ian Lawson are yep. also ticketed to be part of the team and the pitching department down the stretch and there may be one or two others with beaver connections later we'll keep an eye on all of that but in the meantime thanks for that tj let's go to paul on the joe beaver show as we head down the stretch for the year hey paul yeah mike hey it's good to be on here as the last gaster hey uh yeah i'm gonna uh, see you at the ballpark tomorrow night i hope if my ticket comes through i bought one off one of those ticket sites man what okay well, I don't know. So you tried to go the OSU BeaverTickets.com, BeaverTickets.com sold out. So you went to the secondary market, but you feel like you're all set? Yeah, I think I'm all set. Okay. The, the ticket doesn't come until 24 hours before the game, so we'll, okay. we'll see if that happens tonight. But uh, other than that, yeah, I'm looking for a good series. I, you know, Otter's pretty good, but uh, we're still at home. So I, I yeah. think that uh, votes for a good outcome. I agree. No, I agree. Now, Auburn... Mm-hmm. 
became the first team ever to beat North Carolina in a Super Regional in 2019 in Chapel Hill. The, you know, the North Carolina had never lost a Super Regional at home, and Auburn got them in 19 to go to Omaha for the third time in school history, 94, 97, and 19. So they, you know, they, that's a, a few years back. I get that. But they're playing well and confidently, so that you know, and they play in the SEC before big and enthusiastic crowds. But Goss is still a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? It's a little more intimate on top of people than some of those stadiums in the SEC are. So I think what Ryan Gibson says, Goss can make a difference. I think he's right. Hey, Paul, thank you. You're breaking up on us. Great to hear from you throughout the year. See you at the ballpark this weekend and throughout the summer. Is it Tumwater? Appropriately enough, the man we hear from more often than anyone on it, all the Joe Beaver shows, or most of them through the years. Dave, you get the last word, and by the way, Millie, who never got a chance to call, said she gave your book to some people who do a lot of sailing and are interested in the history of of seamanship and all of that, and said the, the book on Captain Cook was one of their favorites ever. They loved it. They learned a lot about it. Just So she was going to try to call and share that from her own family's perspective, but that's the the high praise that your Captain Cook book gave to Millie's family, one of our devoted listeners. So with that, Dave, what's well, on your mind? Well, I'm delighted to hear that, of course, Mike, uh, and maybe someday uh, you can introduce me yes. to her if we happen to be in the ballpark at the same time. Link Doss will be rocking this weekend. It's the great equalizer combined with that uh, river of uh, of, uh, <laughs> of hydration one Michael could have used a little bit of that down in Scottsdale yes. but uh, uh, they might have uh, Oregon State has never won a re- super regional at home I don't see Auburn doing that back to back I'm seeing the bees uh, win this um, it may, might take three games but I see him pulling it out I look forward to seeing you and Jim one more time at the stadium this week thanks for all you do for Beaver Nation and for your uh, great courtesies you've extended to me over the course of the last eight or nine months. Look forward to it again, Dave. Thanks as always. Thanks for all the contributions. We appreciate it. See you this weekend at Goss. That's Tumwater. I think uh, appropriately enough because he often has the first word on the Joe Beaver show and he gets the last one for 21-22. Now when we reconvene mid to late August, uh, don't know the date yet. Those are things that we work out as we go. But John and I, you know, I look forward to being back together for another year of this whole venture and a new open. And I don't know how that's going to look <laughs> or sound, but we're going to find some some appropriate bites. I do think one of them will be 22, 22, in an underrated film called Lost in America, Albert Brooks, where his wife wants to keep playing 22, 22. And the gentleman watching says, hey, she really likes 22. I mean, it's just kind of a, with 22 upon us, 22, mm-hmm. 23, and we've all been kind of looking forward to a little bit more normalcy in 22. I think that'll be part of it. That's just a little tease. We'll find some other things to build around 22. But we've had a great time with you this year. Go Beavs. Have a great weekend, everybody. Well, and see you again. Here's the microphone. Is this thing on? This is KEJO Corvallis. Everybody hear me? We're on in five. And- QID 1240.